Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Please do not adjust your devices. For today's podcast, this will be hosted by me, Hitesh Chowder, from episode 21. I'm the Vice President for Global IT Service Delivery and Telecommunication at Charles River Associates. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Today, as part of Be Brave at Work's one-year anniversary, I'll be hosting this podcast, and our special guest is our podcast host, Ed Everts. More about Ed shortly. I hope you've listened to Ed's past podcast conversations. And if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com. Subscribe to all the great podcasts and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. Also, Ed's new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, is now available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and at any online book retailer you prefer. Check it out today. Today's podcast is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals, families, businesses, nonprofits, commercials, real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you're looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them at cabotrisk.com. I'm really excited to introduce our guest today. Ed Everts is the founder and president of Excelius Leadership Development. Ed works with successful business leaders one-to-one to help them build their self-awareness so they can self-manage more effectively. He works with teams to ensure the time they spend together is more effective and productive and he works with small businesses to help them pivot in new and exciting ways. In addition to all this work, Ed is also the host of our podcast, Be Brave at Work. Ed began this podcast on December the 4th, 2019, and this episode honors our one year anniversary. Hey, Ed. Hello, Hitesh. Hey, congratulations on the one-year anniversary, and I'm so privileged that you've um, allowed me to turn the tables, so to speak, to allow me to host this and um, and have a conversation with you. I'm sure our listeners would absolutely love to hear your story, your journey, and and uh, you know what how we got here. Well, I just want to point out to our listeners that the idea of me being the guest was yours. And so, as you pointed out, you were an early guest, uh, episode 21, and we've now recorded almost 100 episodes. But you had said at the end of that call, hey, Ed, wouldn't it be a great idea if we turn the tables at some point down the road and I interview you? And so I thought, gee, what a great one-year anniversary episode it could be with you playing host and me playing guest. So thank you <laughs> for that idea and for finding time to participate in our broadcast today no you're welcome and really you know what i come out with these ideas that people actually take me up on that it's fantastic (laughs) 
Um, so, Ed, I guess that before we get started, as in, you, like you said, you, you've you've spoken to over a hundred people to you know to get these sort of podcasts generated, etc. And you know, sticking onto the topic of be being brave at work, you know, what was your takeaway? What was the most things that you kind of resonated with you? Um, you know about the people's journeys because they've they're all been phenomenal and i know just before this conversation we were talking about um shannon's podcast and uh, which i absolutely enjoyed you know having someone as decorated and you know and they all were but you know her her journey was it really stood out for me um you know just breaking barriers etc um you know what were your what were your thoughts on on the folks that you uh, you've spoken to well, it was an interesting part of the journey, Hitesh, because when I first started the podcast, my number one concern was that I would run out of guests. I mean, my network is only so deep, so there's only so many people initially that I could reach out to, and it was a new experience. I had never done a podcast before, and so I had no you know, backdrop or context in order to understand what might happen. And as I started to reach out and let people know I was hosting the podcast and started generating some activity, I would say probably fairly early within four to five months of starting the podcast, I started to notice incoming requests, right? People reaching out to me to say, hey, we hear you have a podcast. I've written a book or I've done research on this topic and I'd love to be on your podcast. So today, 100 episodes later, I can't remember the last person that I've reached out to to say, hey, do you want to be on the podcast? Most of my guests are incoming people. And they're people like Shannon Polson, who has written this great book, The Grit Factor, right? So grit is a word that some people use uh, as kind of a cousin of bravery. And uh, it's a phenomenal book. And she's a phenomenal person. And uh, that's, that's what I'm finding, right? That there are lots of people out there who have a great story to tell. And I would tell you, Hitesh, that everyone has experienced either bravery or the absence of bravery professionally. That at some point in your career, there's either something you did that required as one of many emotions, bravery, or something you look back today with regret and say, gee, there's something I should have said or something I should have done that I didn't. And I really wish I had done that. So uh, you know, it's been a fantastic experience in respect to hearing people's stories about bravery in the workplace. And I think that's courage in its own right, right, is that the, the, how people can share that journey um, with us. Um, and there, there are so many things that you can take away from and learning from that. And more importantly, you know, knowing that people are, you know, taking that courageous step to address certain things as well. Yeah, everybody has a story. So we may not always get to their story because we might spend more time talking about either the work they have done that is related to bravery or their words or phrases that they might think of when they think of bravery. Everybody has their own set of words or phrases they think of when they think about bravery in the workplace. But what everyone has is an opinion, right? Everybody says, oh, here are the words or phrases I think of. It's never been Oh, Ed, I've never thought about that before. Oh, Ed, I've never experienced that before, right? Everybody has had this experience and everybody applies their own unique words or phrases to the concept of bravery in order to define it. No, and so true. Uh, you know, it's there are certain things that I keep on re recollecting back, and you know where I I could have, I should have, right? And and that certainly helped, you know, back to at least even to go to think about retrospectively and learning from those those journeys as well. 
Um, so Ed, you, you know, you've got the, you, you start off all your podcast interviews, you know, start off with, you know, the, the, some of the words and phrases, you know, that you, yeah, that your guests use, you know, what are the sort of words and phrases that you associate with, um, with bravery? Well, I want to twist that question a little bit if I can, <laughs> yeah, and take, take this as an opportunity to share with everybody uh, kind of a culmination of what I've heard over the last year and the last 100 episodes. So I've been a great note taker. I'm a great listener. I do think I'm a student of not only podcasting, but also of bravery in the workplace, because I certainly was not an expert when I started. I know that it was something that was very important to me uh, and that I had incidents in reflection that I did that I thought required, amongst many emotions, bravery. And there are certainly an endless number of things that I did that did not uh, that I did not demonstrate bravery that I look back now either with regret or, gee, I could have handled that a little bit differently. So if it's okay with you, I'd love to share the four thoughts, I think, that culminate really the perspective of all of the people that I've talked to. I think that's great. And I will share with the with uh, the listeners is that you obviously can't see me looking at Ed. Right. But from when Ed had started to the, the rig that I can see that he's using has it, it certainly looks professional. So you can say <laughs> that he's a seasoned podcaster. So uh, it, it looks fantastic. Ed, take it away. <laughs> it's all about the look, Hitesh. It's all about the look. So, so everybody has a different analysis of bravery in the workplace. It's not like everybody has the same words or have had the same experience. But, you know, as I've listened, I try to identify, you know, what are the most common theories or perspectives or words or phrases that people have? And, you know, the model that I'm currently working with, and this may change, right? I'm not suggesting this is the model for bravery in the workplace, but, you know, it's uh, the, the acronym I would call it is PPFF or P squared F squared right, is a way to try to remember it. And the first P is for practice. And a lot of people feel that if you're going to demonstrate bravery in the workplace, that is planful, right? So a lot of people look at bravery in the workplace as happening in one of two ways. It's either something you know you need to do, and so you have time to plan for it and schedule it and practice it, or it's unplanned, right? You're at a meeting and something happens and you suddenly have to be brave at work. Well, practice is a great way to build that muscle, right? Because I do think bravery is a feeling that people have and you need to work that muscle in order to get better at it. And so for bravery's moments that can be planned, I think practice is a great way to do it, which is finding an accountability partner. So, you know, me calling you one day and saying, hey, Hitesh, I need to have a conversation with my boss. I'm worried my boss is not going to listen or take it well. So I'd love to practice how I could say it. I'd love your feedback. You know, what did you like that I said? What didn't you like? Uh, what words do you know that my boss might hate? You know, those types of things. But, uh, you know, how can I navigate through this conversation effectively? You know, with practice, like with anything, whether it's a sport or things you do at home or things you do at work, you're likely to get better at it. And so you have to really practice this uh, need to be, brave in the workplace i think that's fantastic p squared f squared that's p squared one. f squared that's fantastic um all right so let's see um okay um this is the bit that i'm going to turn over to you ed and and obviously um you know everyone wants to hear your story you know um you've been uh, phenomenal at um, you know getting that out of uh, folks that you've you've spoken to. Um, so now it's your turn 
to share with uh, uh, share with us your your story where you've experienced or did not experience bravery at work. Yeah, and uh, if I can, Hitesh, let me just if I can finish the P squared F squared. Of course. Uh, just do that quickly, and then I'd be happy to share uh, you know my own story about you know I think I'll share one where I was not brave, where I look back with regret. But let me just uh, finish the P squared F squared recap of what I've heard from you know people over the last year or so. You know, the second P is once you've practiced is when you are having this conversation with somebody or doing something that you need to be done, you need to be very present in the moment. You have to not have 50 things going on and you're juggling and not very focused or you're distracted. You have to be very present with the person you're speaking to, with the group you're speaking to, you know, whatever the interaction is, you need to be very present and uh, attentive to what's happening at that meeting. So this is about social awareness. This is an emotional intelligence characteristic, social awareness, which is knowing what's going on with the person you're speaking to or knowing what's going on in the room. You know, are they reacting well to what you're saying? Or, you know, is their neck getting red? You can see they're about to explode. <laughs> I mean, what's happening to this other person? Because if you're not present, you know, you're just going to go in and say what you need to say, and it's going to fall on deaf ears because you weren't aware of what was happening there. So the first P is practice. The second P is, you know, being very present in the conversation or activity. The next characteristic, which is the first F, is you really want to focus, and you want to focus on the future. A lot of people believe that Bravery requires you to take a two by four and kind of hit people across the head. And what you want to do is say, you know, how can I help this person? You know, I'm sharing this information with them, not to reprimand them or have them feel bad, but I want to help them. I want them to be more aware of how people are experiencing them in the workplace or what's happening in the workplace may not be as effective as we thought it could be. So how can I help them focus on this in order to be, uh, you know, to help them? And really what I call focusing on the future, right? It's focusing on where we're going and what we want to achieve, not what we've done and what was wrong with what we've done. And then the last F is really being flexible in the options, right? Oftentimes we go in and I say to myself, okay, here's what I'm going to say to Hitesh and here's what I want him to do and that's it. And there's no other options, right? And in reality, there may be multiple options. The person you're speaking to might say, hey, Ed, thank you for sharing this feedback with me. Can I share a couple of outcomes that maybe we could explore that might work? And my answer is absolutely yes, let's do that, right? So it's really being flexible to recognize that you don't, while you have an observation that you might wanna share with somebody that can help them uh, be different in the workplace that feels like it requires bravery, the options and the outcomes on how they can make progress, you should consider as endless and explore and talk about. And quite frankly, if somebody I was talking to that required bravery, engaged me to that level and wanted to talk about options, I'd be thrilled. I'd be thrilled that they've moved to that place of outcome and options on how to make progress versus still fighting me and what they heard. I think that's remarkable. You know, it's 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 so funny. I think I, I personally struggle with the, you know, the, the second P, you know, the present. You, you, you've been so used to multitasking and, you know, handling certain things. Now it's like you can see that, that there's that switching cost um, uh, that you, you, when you're trying to do too much that you forget to be present. And it's it, it's certainly a, a journey that I've tried to refine. And the whole, you know, focus and flexibility is that how do you adapt to being dynamic? How do you adapt to to the environment? Because it's not everything's not a scripted, right? And it's it's how do you deliver the best by being adaptable to the situation as well? Um, 
There you go. I don't think I'm going to forget that. I think you know, the T-shirts are P squared, F squared. That's certainly <laughs> that trending ability right there, Ed. Well, this is one of the reasons I loved that you had this idea, Hitesh, because, uh, and more importantly, that I love it was you, because you're an active leader in a large organization, and you know how hard it is in an organization to be present, because between technology, multiple activities going on at the same time, multiple shifts in direct, right, all of these things constantly evolving and constantly changing, it's hard to be present and to sit across from someone and not have technological devices and not have 50 projects and not have multiple things going on at the same time to say, hey, I wanted to give you some feedback on something that I thought you would want to hear. And if I were you, I'd want to hear it as well. And if you've got a few minutes, I'd love to share it with you and be really focused on that person. And that conversation in that moment is not easy. You know, I think it all boils down to like the having that network that you've kind of formed, right, as well and established and, and invested in to be able to do all of the above, you know, of the B squared, F squared. You know, the, there are times that I can recollect is that I, where I've been preparing for a presentation or I'm going to have a difficult conversation just to have a sounding board to say, actually, no, I think you're barking up the wrong tree. You may want to shift it and look at something else, right, or tweak your approach, right, and, and to have that sort of uh, unbiased you know view and you know just a literally candid conversation with someone and that takes a lot you know of people that you form that relationship with as well absolutely absolutely so I'm, I'm ready to tell you my story go for it Ed <laughs> so I'm going to leave names of company and names of people out but I, I'm sure others have felt have and have experienced this as well but at a former employer uh, and my career had been in human resources so I I performed in a variety of capacities within human resources. But at a former employer, we found an occasion where we needed to let someone go from the organization. So we had to terminate this person's employment. And it was perfectly legitimate and perfectly appropriate, et cetera. And so I was the person who got to, quote, unquote, pull the trigger and let this person know we were terminating their employment. And off this person went into the work world. And off I went back to work. And then probably about two to three years later, uh, the company I work with acquired another company. And guess who's working at that acquired company? The same person. Wow. So we had a decision to make, which is, do we forget the past and welcome this person into the organization? Or do we take this stance of, well, we terminated you once before because we didn't think that this was a good relationship. That hasn't changed. So we need to say goodbye again. Right. And, you know, who in their right mind would terminate the same person twice? Well, guess who got the call? Oh, no. So I received direction that we wanted to terminate this person again. And, you know, there was all this uh, manipulation of people and players. And we needed that role to give to another person because, again, we were acquiring a company and things were shifting, et cetera. And so I got an email on a Sunday night that uh, the decision was made to terminate this employee again. And, you know, it just didn't sit well with me. You know, I just said to myself, you know, this doesn't feel right. And by the way, he's a nice guy, right? So this is a nice person, uh, nice, nice person, but just didn't fit right in respect to the role, et cetera. And, you know, there were a number of things I could have done that would have been braver in respect to either challenging the decision or running it up the flagpole higher. I mean, my boss was telling me I needed to do this. So, you know, instead of being brave, I put on the hat of the good soldier. And I traveled to the city where he worked because now he's a member of our company. 
met him. I walked into the door. He knew I was coming. And he said, I know why you're here. And we had that conversation. And I had the distinct honor of letting him go again. So I still think back oh, to that gosh. event with regret that I didn't mm-hmm. handle it a little bit differently or pursue it a little bit differently. You know, I just put on my good soldier hat and did it. And so I think a lot of us have events that happen that we look back with regret. And, you know, that's a uh, situation that I look back deeply with regret and wish I had handled a lot differently. And that's the most bizarre, you know, what are the chances of that happening again? And to you, Ed, as well, (laughs) right? That you, you couldn't you couldn't write it you could make this up even if you tried yeah. um so, so let me ask you ed if that if if you had the opportunity um what, what would you have done differently so i shared uh i shared the story with a former boss of mine at the organization after i met with the employee to terminate his employment and this boss had said ed i wish you had come to me this would have had a much different outcome. He was a senior leader in the organization. And he said, and this person said, Ed, I wish you had come to me. This would have had a much different outcome. So I should have reached out to people. I was on a good relationship with that senior level boss, right, who I could have gone to. And I could have gone to him and said, hey, I'm being asked to do something. This is the accountability partner, right? This practice, you know, having, you know, hey, I'm being asked to do something a little bit uncomfortable. I'm not asking you to get involved, but what's your take? And I know this person would have said, Ed, this isn't right. And let me get involved because we can have a much different outcome here. And it would not have happened. But anyway, I didn't do that. And, you know, I live to regret it today. Ed, how do you think that experience kind of shaped you um, as well um, as, as, as your career grew as well? Well, I think, uh, you know, the thing that has shaped me the most, quite honestly, has been my transition from corporate to consulting. So in shifting to a consultant, I find that I'm not bogged down by politics and uh, other people's biases and other people's agendas. I mean, one of the beauties of being a consultant is I can tell you what I'm thinking. You know, I, I haven't been fired yet from a consultancy uh, opportunity, but <laughs> I, I can tell you what I'm thinking. And it's just, I'm telling you, Hitesh, it is a muscle that needs to be practiced. And the more honest I am with people, the sooner I'm mm-hmm. honest, right? I don't wait months, but I tell them right away, hey, this is how this is making me feel, or this is what I'm thinking initially upon hearing that the better the relationship is and the better the connection is that we have with people. So, you know, I, I think it's helped me really understand. And I don't know if I was ever a good boss when I worked at that organization, but, you know, it's helped me understand some small behaviors that people can do to help them be, uh, you know, more effective. Awesome. Well, Ed, thank you for your thoughts. You know, I, uh, I really appreciate you sharing that with us. And congratulations again on your first year anniversary. And here's to plenty more. Ed, you know, you, you know how you sign off. You know, what are the best ways that the folks can, can get in touch with you? Well, Hitesh, you have done a fantastic job. And I think all of our listeners will agree that you were the perfect person to make this suggestion. So if folks want to uh, connect with me, obviously, you can go to bebraveatwork.com. Uh, you can go to excelius.com, which is my website, E-X-C-E-L-L-I-U-S, or you can email me, ed at excelius.com. And again, Hitesh, thank you so much for taking the time out of your active work schedule to chat with me today.
No, it's a, it's been an absolute pleasure and a great experience. So, Ed, it was great speaking with you. It was nice to experience this with you. So here's to plenty more. And to all our listeners, thank you for joining us this week. And we hope you join us next week as we further explore being brave at work with Ed Everett. We will be resuming our normal um, schedule. So Ed will be hosting moving forward. Uh, we also remind you to subscribe to Ed's podcast at bebraveatwork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on Apple, Google, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. We are absolutely everywhere. Well, Ed is everywhere. Uh, our podcast today was sponsored by Cabot Wrist Stretches, whom you can reach at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotwrist.com. And a reminder to check out Ed's new book, drive your career nine high impact ways to take responsibility for your own success is available everywhere online do you have something to say yet or not saying it do you have something to do and not doing it this is the time and place to do it now's your time to be brave at work have a great week everyone